0: Hello and welcome to the PHBC Pastors Podcast, where we seek to bring biblical and pastoral insight to everyday issues for the people of PHBC. I'm Brian. And I'm Brian. Yes, he is. Uh, today we are continuing our systematic theology survey. Uh, hopefully you've been enjoying it so far. Uh, we're about halfway through, uh, so we'll keep going on some important and key doctrines to the faith. Today, we're turning to the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Pastor Brian, what's the fancy word for that?
1: Holy Spirit
0: doctrine of the holy spirit
1: oh pneumatology Woo!
0: there's a p in there but i'm not going to tell you where it is (laughs) it's right at the beginning just like pneumonia oh that's no fun (laughs) uh yeah so we want to talk about the holy spirit the uh third person of the trinity um One that, at least in my experience, uh, his study is often overlooked, so we don't want to do that today. We want to make sure we uh, understand uh, who he is, what he does, and why that matters. So, Pastor Brian, who is the Holy Spirit? Well, you just said he's the third person
1: of the Trinity. So he is God. He is God, and he is a person. Oh. So he is, yeah, he is fully God, 100% God, and he is. Um, he's also different than the Father and different than the Son, so are separate from them. And so he's a person of his own, And uh, but yet he is the same God as the Father and the Son. So when we refer to the Holy Spirit, probably shouldn't use it. You should never use it, because scripture never uses it to refer to the Holy Spirit. Scripture always refers to the Holy Spirit as a he, which then is not to be, I had this conversation with our Calvin reading group last night. Um, is not to be confused with um, that the Holy Spirit has male anatomy, mm. uh, nor does the Father have male anatomy. The Father is a spirit, as is the third person of the Trinity. Um, the second person of the Trinity <laughs> didn't have male anatomy until his incarnation, and then he became, you uh, know, uh, was born as a boy and lived to be a man, and so he had male anatomy. But so when we refer to God in the He, um it's not uh because we're saying that god has is a male in the sense that um men you know as as a human male um because men and women are created in the image of god and so that's what genesis 1 talks about and so mm-hmm. when we when we refer to the holy spirit as he it's just we're just following the example of scripture that's helpful thank you for that uh, so
0: that's who he is Let's take some time to talk about what does he do. So how would you describe what the work of the Holy Spirit is?
1: So the work of the Holy Spirit is to... Um, it's, well, he does a lot of different things, actually. <laughs> right. so, but, um, so one of the primary things he does is he is he points us to Jesus. And so mm-hmm. he's not about exalting himself, which is one of the reasons that in and your opening you talked about sometimes we neglect the holy spirit he's sometimes referred to as the forgotten person of the trinity Mm. Um, uh, particularly in uh, reformed circles um, you can you know when you get into charismatic circles then all of a sudden the holy spirit is Mm. the be-all end-all of of things and so um, i I think both extremes need to be uh, carefully guarded against but But the Holy Spirit himself says that he's not here for himself he is here to point others uh, you know he is to he's pointing people to Jesus the whole time Uh, but the Holy Spirit also brings for example conviction of sin Mm. um, is what the Holy Spirit does um, can you know brings conviction and um, uh, the Holy Spirit empowers us to be effective witnesses for Christ I'm, I'm sure I'm not going to give you an exhaustive list but he does all kinds of things
0: and, and that's, that's kind of the point that I was, I was hoping you would get at is uh, he is active in every aspect of our salvation and then of our redemption um, from the moment of salvation on uh, here's language I want to pick up on Acts 2.38 Peter said to them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit what, what's that mean?
1: So that means that when you become a christian that is when you repent of your sin and you turn to christ you are um, indwelt by the holy spirit of god and mm-hmm. so every christian is indwelt by the holy spirit of god it is not a second blessing as some mm-hmm. um some would argue it, every christian has is baptized in the spirit um at the moment Of their conversion, so not at the moment of water baptism. That is a symbolic uh, ritual Mm. uh, that we go through—an important but nevertheless symbolic ritual. Um, But we are baptized in the Spirit or indwelt by the Spirit at the moment of conversion.
0: That's that's awesome.
1: So indwelt with the
0: Spirit uh, wasn't always the case among the people of God. When we go to the Old Testament, God's dwelling is not in the hearts of man. It's in it's in the temple. That's where so help me understand the Old Testament New Testament was the Holy Spirit around back then or did he just show up once Jesus sent him he has been around a long time
1: oh as a matter of fact fact, he's eternal so there's never (gasps) been a time when the Holy Spirit was not around we see the Holy Spirit in Genesis 1 verse 2 Mm. Um, so in in creation we see the Holy Spirit um, and so now the Holy Spirit did not um so the the promise of the Spirit is what's come to all believers in the New Testament but in the Old Testament we have examples of the Spirit indwelling certain individuals Mm -hmm. so King David um, is was indwelt with the Holy Spirit Uh, many of the prophets were indwelt with the Holy Spirit to do what they were doing Um, but it wasn't that every uh, every believer in the Old Testament was indwelt by the Holy Spirit the prophecy of Joel uh, which was then fulfilled at Pentecost, uh, mm. lets us know that that that's something in the Old Testament they were looking forward to that that they would um, would have that indwelling, um, but that 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 began, if you will, at Pentecost is when the the Spirit uh, began to indwell all believers. Yes, but n- no more tongues of fire though. Um, I've never seen Tongues of Fire, personally, but that doesn't mean, so if we were to get into uh, a discussion about miraculous gifts and speaking in tongues and the like, which would send us a little bit (laughs) askew of the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. uh, And I am am not a cessationist, uh, meaning that I don't believe that those gifts have necessarily ceased. um, And so, but I do believe that, so I'm a cautious continuationist, meaning, meaning that I think they do still exist, but I think there are many abuses um, of that in our day where people don't follow a biblical pattern. But again, that's a that's a topic about spiritual gifts. No, but
0: even that, spiritual gifts, gifts of the Spirit, and so understanding that. Um, so then let me use that to transition to the next question. So how can we as Christians do better? So picking back on what you said a minute ago, I want to be careful of kind of the more reformed-ish error of just kind of ignoring the Holy Spirit. Also want to avoid on the other side the charismatic-ish error of it's all spirit all the time always that's the only thing that matters. So how can we as as faithful Christians seek to rightly understand and then relate to the Spirit in our everyday lives? Should we pray to the Spirit? Should we uh, thank the Spirit for saving us from our sins? How how should we understand Who he is in so, his role
1: so there's nothing wrong in your prayers to address if you address in your prayer any person of the Trinity mm. there's nothing necessarily wrong with that I again had this was a discussion I had last night huh. uh, with some we were talking about how we pray and do we pray um, that I said gen- generally speaking we pray to the Father in the name of the son through the power of the Holy Spirit huh. is is a general Rubric, if you will, for prayer. So, to the Father, in the name of the Son, through the power of the Holy Spirit. But that is not to say that in your prayers, if you wanted to, you know, if you wanted to say, you know, Jesus, thank you for saving me from my sins, you're certainly welcome to say that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not Uh, non-biblical. I used the nonsense example. You know, you wouldn't say, you know, Father, would you mind telling your son that I'm so grateful that that he, <laughs> that he said, you know, you can you can speak to the son. It's okay, and you Can't can you likewise leave a message. right. It's likewise you can speak directly to the Spirit. Um, he is God, and so he hears our prayers. Um, and so, um, and as a matter of fact, the Spirit uh, yeah. says intercedes for us even when we don't know how to pray. Romans uh, eight twenty six. So the Spirit intercedes for us in our prayers, and so it's it is okay. Uh, to address the spirit um, uh.
0: I love that point just a quick tangent I forget who it was who said it it was years ago but you know it, I don't know about you uh, listener but for me if I if I hear that Pastor Brian's praying for me I just I get all excited that's awesome that this man of God would, would pray for me wow that's Nothing against Brian, but he doesn't have anything on the Holy Spirit. So we have here we have the Holy Spirit interceding on our behalf. Like what a blessing! What a joy to know that God Himself is bringing our concerns to. Oh, that should. So just anytime you get excited that someone else is praying for you, yes and amen to that. But just even more so that the Holy Spirit Himself would do such a thing. It's just awesome. So I get excited about that. I appreciate you bringing that. Up. Oh, amen. <laughs> um, so, so yes, uh, the Holy Spirit is absolutely essential uh, in our salvation, in our uh, continued renewal <laughs> into the image and likeness of Christ. Uh, he will hold us fast, and uh, we worship him as we do the Father and the Son, for he is to go fully God. Any other comments, uh, areas of discussion on the Holy Spirit that you want to bring into this uh, topic?
1: Um, no, I think that's good Cool,
0: so two things I want to leave you with One, if you're interested in more just uh, It's short and simple, but it's great The song Holy Spirit by Keith and Kristen Getty Is a beautiful song that uh, just probes the depths of, of who he is and what he does And so if you want just kind of a nice little five minute Here's who the Holy Spirit is, commend that to you But uh, I want to leave you with Jesus' words from John 14 Where he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments I will ask the Father, he will give you another helper to be with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. There's a nice triune passage emphasizing the work of the Holy Spirit. May God bless you this day. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited about next week as we continue our study in systematic theology. But for now, this has been the PHBC Pastors Podcast.